Blog Talk Radio.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. That is incredibly strange. 
But we are confident that ultimately we will arrive at a peace. Peace can only has to be made between two people. And one side feels very aggrieved and angry tonight, and the other side feels very grateful. It's not fertile terrain to try to move. Kakara,
that they were different Germanic tribes, both dark-skinned and light-skinned Germanic tribes that journeyed from the steppes of Russia together into Rome and other regions, and thus the reason for black Germans and subsequently King George II, a black German king who sat on the throne of England. Now, the concept of race did not exist. It is a social construct, a product of colonial and European expansion. The word ethnicity is relatively new. It was introduced in the Oxford English Dictionary in 1972. The modern usage of this term is accredited to the sociologist David Reisman in 1953. The Greek word ethnos originally meant pagan or heathen. In the United States, ethnics came to be used around the Second World War as a polite term referring to Jews, Italians, Irish, and other people considered inferior to the dominant group of largely British descent. The term or legal white people did not exist, not in the United States or anywhere else in the world. In 1664, the idea was in its early beginning, but it was not until 1681 when a new identity was born, the white man. In 1664, in Maryland, the first anti-misogynation law was passed, prohibiting white women from marrying black men. Anyone found breaking the law would be prosecuted and bound to servitude. If she could not pay, her child was also subjected to bound servitude. In 1790, a naturalization law was implemented. The naturalization law was basically people who were not born in the United States but could become citizens through a naturalization process. The problem was only white people were allowed to become citizens. There and then, minorities and inferiority was created. People who were not white were denied certain rights. See Jacqueline Batalora's lecture, Birth of a White Nation. Okay, let's continue. Ancient people varied in skin color and phenotypes. Race had not been invented yet. Societies were bound of kinship, ties, and not color. From the earliest of times, Irish clans consisted of those who were related by blood and also included people who were adopted into the clan. All members, whether blood-related or adopted, wore the same surname. Let's take a look at the people who came to the British Isles and other parts of Europe. You had the Kimri Britons, Fomorians, Utrechtians, Phoenicians, Egyptians, the Huns, Norsemen, and others from the Levant. I think I should start with there is no such thing as a Celt or Celtic. The word or the term does exist, but it does not apply to the ancient dark-skinned people of the British Isles and other parts of Europe. The name Celt was first invented in 1703 by Abbe Paul Ives Ezran, a theologian from France. Carol M. Davison gives a good summary, and she says, Celtic separatism was properly inaugurated in 1703 when Paul Pedron published his El Antiquite de la Nation et de la 
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Radio special edition called Thursday evening. Worldwide international radio broadcast special edition called Thursday evening is now on the air. We played a couple memos that was sent and it's just a lot of people just need proper information that is not told scripture-wise. Remember, everything must line up with the Bible. If you line up with the Bible, you can go with it, but don't, don't go with it. The Bible is the best record. All right, let's leave that like it is, a special edition called Thursday evenings. And we're going to see if we're going to be on stage for the nice episode. And we'll get something going on. And who we see online is on coming on stage is Mother E. Right now it's Mother E. So Mother E, you're coming on stage, and we know Mother Z is closed by. So Mother E, TribalYacht.Judah, coming on stage for Take Three, the Black and Beautiful Children of the Israelites, Israel, the Israelites, part three. And Mother E, travel Yachdot Judah. Yachdot Judah, that's me, right? Yachdot bless you, Israel, the sea, Roy. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Mother E. We know Mother Z is close by and definitely will give a commentary somewhere in the broadcast. So, Mother, we're just going to throw a few verses on the table. We went on the young line to our elder, Mr. Kev Israel, to let you know who bring his broadcast. So what we'll do, we just um, stall for time. That's what we'll do. So, uh, Mother E, look right down at Luke chapter 12, verse 12. And tell old Sid what that say. Luke chapter 12, verse 12. What that say that mother? Mother here. Okay. The book of Luke chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Mm, that's true. That's true, mother. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit, but this, um, what's so happening in the 29th chapter of Isaiah, mother, it's, it's a verse in the 29th chapter of Isaiah that happen, and in the 29th chapter, a 29th chapter, mother, Something will happen in verse 16. Tell old Sierra what will happen in 29, verse 16. 16. What will happen that we can read? The book of Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 16. 
surely your turning a thing upside down shall be established as the potter's place. For shall the work say of him that made it. He made me not. I shall the thing form say of him that formed it. He had no understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, what it said, Mother, that surely you will turn this thing upside down should be a scheme as the potter's clay. So, mm-hmm. Mother, what he's saying, what was told to Isaiah, this thing has been turned upside down. Right. And that's why we don't know what to believe, when to believe it, and... They've been turned upside down, and somebody's guilty of turning it upside down. And maybe we can find out who's been guilty on this special edition called Thursday evening, saying they've been turned upside down. And we believe that we believe, what, what do we believe, mother? We believe that you just can enter into the kingdom the way it's been turned upside down. Okay, I can say it like that. Let's see if we back that up most in Proverbs 1, verse 5. Now, see, we believe that we can get into the kingdom and receive salvation from what we have been taught. We believe we can get into the kingdom and receive salvation. Salvation to get into the kingdom. But let's see, can we throw a few verses out there, Mother, for us to examine ourselves to see can that hold up when you go in the Bible and just take a look at the Bible. What it says in Proverbs 1, verse 5, Mother. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Proverbs 1. Yes, ma'am. One verse five. The book of Proverbs, chapter one, verse five. A wise man will hear, and and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attend unto wise counsel. What does that supposed to mean, Moses? Hey, Mother E. What that supposed to mean right there? What's that one verse five mean? It says a wise man will hear. Uh-huh. And will increase learning. Uh-huh. A man a man of understanding attend unto wise counsel. Uh-huh. So you so you're saying a wise man talking about one at the same time. They will, they will hear the counseling of the Bible, and they'll make a adjustment according to the Bible. They just won't make a tradition evaluation. That's what a wise would do, mother. That would, that's what we got so far. This, if you're wise, you will let the scriptures come out, and you weigh the scriptures out, regardless if the person can be your mama, your daddy, or your brother. Let the scripture come out and and let scriptures and see, 
can that hold up? Let's get a precept on a mother, a mother eat. Let's get a mm-hmm. precept on that. Let's go to Proverbs. I mean, let's go to Sarat. We're going to Sarat 21, mother. We'll take our time because right now the young lion, they have cannot a den yet in the elder. Uh, he had a, he's still in a, a meeting, a special meeting with some big dignitaries and um, and Sister BSJ Israel. She ain't ready to hit the microphone yet. So, Mother, I tell you what, we can take our time and, and we just gonna throw a little couple of jabs out for right now, kill uh, the those that want to come on stage and hide on that microphone, and be ready to go. So. We're going to look at Sarat 21, mother. We're going to look at verse 11 down to verse 13. Then we'll skip down to 15 through 21. Take your time there, mother. Mother, you take your time. We're just going to lay a little. See, we just found out about it. If you wise, you will let the scripture come out. Then you'll point toward the scriptures and say, that's what time it is, not what I think or what you think. We'll let the scriptures come out and call it. So, Mother, in the 21st chapter of Sarat, the angel was sent to Basir called Sarat. And this is what he told him in 21, verse 11 through 13, and 15 down to verse 21. Hey, what he said we can read, Mother. Take your time there, Mother. He come out. Sarat, chapter 21, verse 11 to 13, and 15 to 21. Verse 11. He that teaches the law of the Yahweh, it is, it is the understanding that all and the perfection of the fear of the Yahweh is with Verse 12. He that is not wise will not be taught. But there is a wisdom which multiplies bitterness. Verse 13. The knowledge of a wise man shall be shall abound like a fluid, and his counsel is like a pure fountain of life. Verse 15. Verse 15. For a skillful man hears a, hears a wise word. He will commend it and add unto it. But as soon as one of no understanding hears it, 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 it pleases him, and he catches it behind his back. Verse 16. The, the talking of a fool is like a rudish in the way, but grace shall be found in the depth of the wise. Verse 17. They inquire at the mouth of the wise men in the congregation, and they shall wonder his words in their mind. Verse 18, 
as if a house that is destroyed, so is wisdom to a priest. And the knowledge of the wise, the knowledge of the unwise is as light without sense. Verse 19. Doctrine unto fools is as Southern on the feet and like malice madness on the right hand. Verse 20. A fool lifted up his voice to a license, but a wise man does sacred. Lies a little. Learning is unto a wise man as an ornament of gold and like a branch upon his right arm. That's 21? Right. Bridge. Okay. A backup. Back up to levels, mother, and, and help the help the old seer in this national audience understand what you just got to read in twenty one verse eleven. Uh, put that twenty one eleven out one more one more again, mother. Then expound on this verse eleven. What is what is the the Holy Ghost telling Sarah in twenty one eleven? What is he saying there, mother? Come on. Ecclesiastes chapter 21, verse 11. He that teaches the law of the Yahweh gives an understanding thereof, and and the sanctity of the fear of the Yahweh is wisdom. Mm. So, uh, Mother, can you can you uh, help the national audience understand what you just got through reading there, Mother? But you just got to read it at twenty one eleven. Can you uh, take your time and uh, expound on what you just got to read from the Holy Ghost to Sarat the Seer and twenty one verse eleven? Go ahead and expand on that. Expound on that, Mother. You on the clock? Come on. Verse eleven is that he that keepeth the law of the Yahweh did us understanding. So it's saying if you keep the laws of Yahweh, you get understanding. And he uh, says, perfection uh, of the fear of the Yahweh is wisdom. So if you fear Yahweh, you have wisdom. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, well, how about, um, how about Sarah chapter 1?
126 read, If I desire wisdom, keep the commandments, and the Yahweh shall give her unto thee. Then if you desire wisdom, it says you to keep the commandment. If you keep the commandment, that will give you wisdom. Wow. So, if you desire wisdom, Precept. Let's go to Romans chapter 10, verse precept on 
sons, the son came and removed the killing of the law of animals. So you can't do that no more. Now you got to do something a little bit different. Romans chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. What does it say there, Mother E? Romans chapter 10, verse 12 and verse 13. Verse 12. But there is no difference between the Jews, Yahweh Judas, and the Greeks. But the same Yahweh over all is rich to all that call upon him. Oh, that's good. Hold that point, Mother. Hold that point. I, I, I guess Mother Z did kind of say, oh, uh, Sarah, listen, Sarah, I'm with you, but make sure you, you call out the right scripture because I'm, I'm up on my Bible. Thank you, that, uh, Mother Z. Make that the 12th chapter, verse number 12 and 13. Mother Z said, listen, Sarah, I'm up on my book now. I know what you want. It's not in 10, it's in 12. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Wait a minute, Mo. Let me, let me peep at something now. Let me, let me peep. Uh, make that chapter 12, verse 10. 12, 12, and 13. Thank you, Mosey. 12, 12, and 13. What does it say? Hebrews chapter 12. <laughs> Verse 12 and verse 13. 12, 12, and 13. Thank you, Mother Z. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12 and verse 13. Verse 12. Rejoice in hope. Patience. Well, hold on, hold on, Mother. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold on, Mother. I think, I think I was right the first time. Come on, now, come on back to the 10th chapter. I think you, I think maybe you were looking at the wrong verse there, Mother. Come on back to that 10th chapter one more time and look at verse 12 and 13. I, I think, Mother, you, you behind, you were looking at the wrong verse there, Mother. Come on back to 10 verse 12 again because uh, that was going on. You were looking at the wrong verse. Hebrews 10, 12 and 13. Hebrews or Romans? Or uh, Hebrews. Oh, I'm in Romans. Hebrews, that mother. Oh, you was in Romans. Okay. Because, um, <laughs> you know, I, I know I know uh, Mother Z got an eye on me. But uh, so far, Mother Z, I'm, I'm holding down. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all I can to hold down and no problem whatsoever. So make that Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. Because what, what we're doing, we're pulling out the Roman Catholic Church out of New York, saying, where, where is that at? So now let's read that the, the only law that's removed away is the killing of the animals, not the moral law, not the don't keep the Sabbath day. That is not done away with. What is done away with is killing the animals. Let's see what he says. What he did in Hebrews 10, verse 12 and 13. What did it say there, Mother E? Book of Hebrews chapter 10, 12 and verse 13. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. 
But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever sit down on the right hand of Yahweh. Verse 13. From his own expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Uh-huh. And, and what sacrifice is that that he moved according to 10 verse 1? What is being removed out the way? He made one sacrifice for sin, but what sin for the Roman Catholic Church out of New York? What sin in 10-1? He, 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 uh, he uh, moved that. Yeah, read it. Go ahead and read it, Mother. Yeah, well, go ahead and read it, 10-1. Go ahead and read for the, the Roman Catholic chapter. Church out, out of New York, 10 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year. Continue. Okay. So the law that's been removed, now you can bring it in, Mother, after we read the verse. So what law has been taken off the, off the table, according to 10 verse 1? Uh, the law that, uh, that, that's taken off is the animal sacrifice. Excellent. Excellent. So that's what the son removed. He removed, don't keep the Sabbath day no more. He didn't move. He didn't. Re, he didn't remove nothing in Leviticus 23 saying what feast days to keep. He didn't remove none of that. What he came to do is remove of you killing animals right. by sacrificing himself for his father. That was prophesied in the 49th chapter. So the law that have been done away with, not the more law. Mr. Christians, the killing of the animal law is no more. But the the more law have dominion over you as long as you live. Mm-hmm. See? So that's a big remove. So when he came in the body, he was he removed that you can't go look for your priest. Because the priests have changed, it's not in Leviticus' hand no more. The priest is in somebody else's hand now. Matter of fact, we might well read that, Mother. Let's read who who is the priest right now in these days right now. Let's see what the Bible tells us who the priest is right now, who the walk will take care of all the business right now according to the Bible. We're going to Hebrews, uh, Mother, we want to find out. Who's in charge right now in the seventh chapter, verse 13 and 14? Let's find out who goes do all the talking right now, and let's see do it do his swings anywhere in the Vatican City or in New York. Let's run to Hebrews chapter 7, mm-hmm. verse 13 and 14. Now, when Paul is at the great big temple of the Almighty, the son is sitting on the right hand of the father. So he's gone, 
But he's looking down as Paul reminds the people of the book something in Hebrews 7, verse number 13 and verse 14. What does it say we can read that, mother? Hebrews chapter 7, verse 13 and verse 14. Verse 13. But he of whom these things are spoken pertaining to another tribe of which no man give a tenor at the altar. Verse 14. But it is evident that our Yahweh sprang out of Judah of which tribe Moses speaks. Nothing concerning priesthood. Yeah. So mother, so mother E, who is the priesthood now in the hand right now? Because Moses didn't talk about it, but he did talk about it, but it was in the code. So right now, we know that animal sacrificial law is done away with. Because the tribe that's going to take over the priesthood is written in 714. And that same tribe that the son came straight through and had an appearance like them from the tribe or whatever tribe it is. So, mother, tell O'Seer, Hupo do all the talking right now according to 714, and let's see if it reflects anything in New York City or the Vatican City. According to 714, Paul got the microphone at the great big temple. So, Mother, go ahead and deliver the knockout blow in 714. Okay. Um, um. Judah, what well, he said, for well, it is evident that our Yahweh sprang out of Judah, of which tribe oh, most folks nothing concerning recently. So um, the, the tribe now, uh, who he's speaking through now, is Judah. Because it's evidence 
that he came through Judah. Mm-hmm. Now, see, that's big talk. When you invite somebody for some evidence, that's some, that's some great big tall talking. You're saying that it's evidence that the son who the, the Christians call our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul just said it's evidence that he came through the bloodline of Judah. It's evidence on it. Well, evidence on it. I wonder where that is. Let's go to the fifth chapter, mother. We're going to and find out the evidence first. Because I know one thing. If you got evidence in a court of law, you're supposed to be found guilty. If, if you got the evidence, like like you got the evidence of somebody being stealing your identity, and you, and you got them now. If you got the evidence, then you're supposed to acquit and say, okay, we got evidence of the identity theft. See, we got it. That means everything supposed to be ripped in half on the ones that they've been using identity theft on, and they're supposed to move on. But they have a tendency to don't do that, mother. You know, they still hang around and still try to come up with some folly. So now, so we got evidence, mother. Now, Paul invited them for some evidence, and that's a great thing. Now, let's go to Micah chapter 5 and read some of this evidence, mother. Because Paul Mm -hmm. said it's evidence that the Christian called our Lord Jesus Christ came down through Judah. He says evidence. Now, let's read some of the evidence. Chapter 5, and we see the young lion, he came out of his cave. Now, he, he ready to roar a little bit, mother, so we'll be bringing him in shortly because mm-hmm. he ready to do a little roaring in a minute. So, in the fifth mm-hmm. chapter of Michael, mother, Michael. let's find out where the evidence is at. Pick up at verse 1. We're going to read down until we get, get the evidence of the Christian using the pagan name, our Lord Jesus Christ. But Paul said he came down through Judah. Mm-hmm. He said evidence on it if you just go look. So mm-hmm. he came down through Judah, and if you find out that Judah got a appearance on him, and you go into places that do not have this appearance, then you know then and there. You up under the teaching of Satan the devil because you're not doing the Bible. Evidence, mother. Five, one, two, three of Micah. Bring it. Bring the evidence, mother. The book of Micah, chapter five, verse one to three. Verse one. Now gather thyself in truth, O daughter of truth. He has laid such seeds against us. They shall smite the judges of Israel with a rod upon the teeth. Verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, eat the tart, so thou be little among thousands of Judah. Yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, who's going forth have been from 
old from everlasting. Excellent. So he comes down through the tribe of Judah and is going forth have been from old. He just ain't no new baby on the scene. He he coming from old. From how long, mother? How long or old is he coming from? From everlasting. From everlasting. This man comes from everlasting. That means that means that 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 this son is not coming around Joseph's time. He coming with back there in the creation of the father. The father puts the son here first. He come from everlasting, and he waited for the birth of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who named the change of Israel, and he knew by reading the book that when he do come on the earth, he going to come in what form, mother, according to Micah chapter 5. When he do come, what form would he take on? He had everybody, all 18 nations there. So when he took on him the way he wanted to look, what tribe did he come down to, mother? Come to the tribe of Judah. Okay, good. And what do okay. Judah look like, mother? In Jeremiah 14, verse 2. So he had, he had a choice to make. So what do Judah look like? Now, if you see the, the Christian got the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and if he don't look like but the Bible said he looked like. Did you know then and there you in paganism and you to run as fast as you can if any kin folks that's tied up in um, not what the Bible saying, you supposed to pull them out if you had to take out that old pistol, that old piece of pistol and hit them side the back of the head and whoop them up out of there because you're trying to save their life. They might well feel a couple of knocks on their head when you're going to pistol whoop them, then have them just be burning in the lake of fire. So you might well take your time and go there, if they over in the Catholic church or in the Christian church, and pistol whoop them out of there. They so why do you pistol whoop me? I'm trying to save your life, and you be burnt in fire forever. I'd rather pistol whoop you to get you out of here than let you continue to be up under paganism, they're going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. So I'm going to pistol whoop you, bang the whoop to the back of your head. You might have a lot of headaches, but I'll save your life. So now what? Now, he had a choice in the 18 nations. So here he is. In 14 verse 2, what do Judah look like that we can read, Mother? Look at Jeremiah chapter 14 verse 2. Judah moaned, and the gates thereof languished. They are black unto the ground, and the ground Stop right there. Stop right there. That's all I want, mother. So June of morning, so wherever you find June at, they always mourn. They're in bad shape. But one thing about them, they are what color? Black and beautiful. They are black to the ground, just like the brown, the, the blackness of the earth, 
That's how they look. They black to the ground. And you know you can go on that ground all day long and you ain't gonna never you ain't gonna never get go out in your front yard and slip down in your your white dress. Let's see what be on it. Would it be some more white on your dress or would it be some black, brown, to the ground? See, that's how you prove things. That's how you prove things. All right, Mother, you done excellent on your part. Stand by for a minute. We're going to see what Mother D up Israel, see what she's doing, because um, we know one thing. She's been listening real good, so we're going to see what Mother D up Israel, what she's doing over there in that hospital. She's uh, making everybody kind of run around and stash the balls in their head on her, saying, hey, come up in here if I can put some book on you. Hey, Mother D of Israel, Yahweh bless you, Sir Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, still here and every test that they doing Yahweh letting it go come back negative so I know Yahweh is in control and I wanna I wanna say say this uh Proverbs chapter four verses one and verse four it says, Hear you children, the instructions of the Father, and attend to no understanding. Verse 2. For, for I give you good doctrine, forsake not my law. And verse 4 says, He taught me also and said unto me, let thine mind attend my word. Keep my Torah instruction and live. And I'm trying to do the, do that the best that I can. Be obedient to Yahweh's word and keep his word and be a doer of his word. But he got all power to do whatever he want to do. So I trust in Yahweh. Hallelujah, 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 Wait, wait, you well, I got, I got to get a precept on that because you're right. See, Yahqua can do whatever he wants. See, that's the game changer. So now, mm-hmm. you, since you was up to snuff to read that, you might as well put a precept with that mother. So let's, okay. let's show you the power of our Almighty One. Let's um. Yeah.
we're going to get a precept on that. Let's see, let's, let's see where, where we can get a precept on this. Let's uh, look at St. John chapter 11. We'll just get down to verse 17. 17 down to verse number. St. John chapter 11, verse 17. And we'll take it down to verse number. Let's see what I want. Let's um, let's take it. Let's, let's read from 17 on up. No, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll get past all that. Let's just go to the 11th chapter, and we'll pick it up right at 38. 38 down to 44. That's what we'll do. We'll look at. St. John chapter 11, 38 down to verse 44. Let's get a precept on what you just said, Mother. You want to clock right. the time, Mother, and, and go ahead and do your part in some dust as Yahweh. Come on. St. John chapter 11, verse 38 to 44. Verse 38. Yahweh, son, therefore again groaning in himself, come to the grave. It was a grave and a stone laid upon it. 39. Yahweh the son said, Take you away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Yahweh, by this time he stinketh, for he has been dead four days. Verse 40. Yahweh the son said unto her, Say I not unto you that if you wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the greatness of Yahweh the Father. Verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Yahweh the son lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that thou hast heard me. Verse 42. And I know that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I say it, that that they may believe that thou hast sent me. 43. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a voice, loud voice, Lazarus, come forth, 44. And he that was dead came forth, bound, hand and foot, with grave clothing, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Yahweh the son said unto them, loose him. And let him go. Ain't that them? Ain't that them? Yeah. How, long, how long was he dead, mother? Huh? Four days. How long was he dead? Four days. And, and, and what did Yaqua say about him being dead four days? What did Yaqua say? He said he spoke and, and cried with a loud voice and say, Lucifer. And do what? And Lazarus come and forth. And do what? And, and let and him go. 
That yeah, means I don't care what sickness you got. I don't care what kind of condition you're in. When Yahweh tells the sickness or death, get away from mm-hmm. that man or woman, that's the mm-hmm. end of it. But that's why mm-hmm. people understand the power of your mighty one. You can be yeah. left for dead. You can be dead mm-hmm. for four days. You can be in a mm-hmm. hospital and the machine of socked on you two, three times. But if mm-hmm. Yahweh don't want you to leave, if he wants you to mm-hmm. be a testimony to something, you'll be a testimony mm-hmm. to something. The That's bottom right. line, I believe that. die out of this thing mm-hmm. on your own. All this is yeah. the power of your mighty one. He yeah. let a wicked tail doctor mess you up in a hospital, pull mm-hmm. a plug on you, had you dead, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he wait on you for days.
and, and yeah. our mighty one is not over there in New York City or the Vatican. He's not there. That is yeah. saying the devil at his best. And then, and then too, Phil. Phil, I've been, I've been having, I've been having people, I've been having people to come in here and tell me, for you to be sick, you sure do look good. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, Hallelujah. I had a couple, a couple of others to tell me, you look good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see. See, that's the, see, that's the power of Yaquas getting you straight for this big run that's coming up. And that's what we be trying to tell a lot of them. The whole thing about it, don't leave yeah. out without having your Yaqua lead the way. And, right. and don't draw back from Yaqua. If they get coffee yeah. on you, still go the Yaqua way. Because just yeah. as Lazarus laid there four days, four days dead. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yahweh bless you there, said Israel, of seed royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, that young lion. That young lion, you know, it's no accident or anything. And, and the mother is holding down in grass. I see the mother's for real. The mother Eve, Mother Z, Mother D of Israel, they're black jacks from here, too. They'll beat you back, too. Beat you back. So they're real on, on this real. They know the power of this mighty one. And once we get the people to understand, listen, your power lies in Yahweh. Keep that man first. And then he'll say, well, you look like you ain't never let never happen to you. That's the power of Yahweh. Black Lazarus. Mm-hmm. When, 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 when Lazarus got cleaned up, we could read a little bit more in that same Bible chapter. The Pharisee told him, look here, we should go there and kill Lazarus. He would sit at the dinner table like ain't nothing happened to him. That's how this man operates. This man mm. make you make old things new. Yeah. Let me show you what he do. Um, young man, give me that second Corinthians uh, 517. Let's get warmed up with 517. You'll see if they have to every mind then when it comes down to the truth of the Bible. Yahweh can clean you up. And ain't no weapon form against you going to prosper. They might can steal okay. your identity, call you a cop thief and everything. They can do anything they want to do with you. They're going to lose as long as you got your Y-H-W-H right. Second Corinthians 517, what does it say that young line? The book of Second Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17. Verse 17 reads, Therefore, if any man be in Yahweh's son, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That means old things like you can be a, a, in a sick position. You might be where you're always here. It's always a problem. Yahweh can remove anything he wants from you when you <laughs> got him right. Now, precept that's the 322 of First John. Precept that, uh, young line 322, let's get a precept on that. 322 right. of First John. Going over to the book of First John. Chapter 3, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 22. The book of 1 John, chapter 3, verse 22 reads, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. He said you got to keep the law. If you don't ask him something, keep the law. Go right now, if you're not keeping the law, you're going to crap you. You're on the crapshoot, he might put you back on your feet and, and whatever. Crapshoot, if you want this man to be there at, at your time of need, make sure you got him right. And he said just then there, if you got my law that was pleasing me, why don't you ask me something? Why don't you ask me something? If you got me right, that's all the man saying. Now, so, so when we read, when we read Isaiah 46, there, young line, verse 13. Now we'll let Mother E read verse 13, and you and you swing on down to Isaiah 56, one through eight. Hey, Mother E, 
What is it we can read in 46, verse 13 of Isaiah? Isaiah 46, verse 13. We're going to examine something real quick. Because a lot of times people want to know, well, what can I do for salvation? What about salvation? You want to know about salvation? Okay, we'll show you how. You know, just I told you how you get salvation. Make sure you got him right. That's where it started. You want to know about salvation? First thing you gotta you gotta examine yourself is you doing your part in the fold of the man, thus says Yahweh. Is you doing your part? You say ask him something. Case in point, Isaiah forty six, verse thirteen. Mother E, what it say? The book of Isaiah chapter forty six, verse thirteen. I bring near my righteousness. It shall not be for us. And my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Yahweh Judah for Israel, my honor. Is that? He said, I bring, he bring his righteousness and salvation, but he, but he ain't putting on over there in the Vatican City. His righteousness and his salvation, and it's not going to tarry, and I'm going to put it where, well, mother. Where do you say he's going to put it at? Boy, he said he's going to start his salvation of the trip. Uh, say it again, mother. Yeah, that Judah. You know, starting yeah, that Judah. That's salvation. That's just like when you go, that's like when you, uh, you used to go, uh, and they're doing it now, egg hunting. They put the eggs, and you've been in your church, and now you run out there in the grass and look for the eggs. But they chicken the eggs, and what they point you to, they put it behind the church in that garden and tell you that the salvation of them eggs is over in that part. So you run over to that part, and you look for the eggs, and you say, I can't find none in there. He said, you went over to the park, and ain't no eggs. And that's the same thing you're doing now with this Christianity. You're looking for salvation in Christianity. Over there in the Vatican City, this supposed to be the Vicar of Christ. It ain't no, it ain't no salvation there. You in the wrong place to get salvation. You ain't gonna get no salvation in Christianity, Islam, or Judaism. You're going to the wrong. You're from the crapshoot. Only reason Yahweh let you live now because of he, it's a word he wants you to hear. He rejected. But it's like you're going Easter. You're going Easter hunting for the egg. Got the kids running out in the park. They point it, in the, and then you put the eggs in the back. And they out there just looking all in the ground trying to find the eggs, and ain't nothing there. But we're doing Passover anyway, and they're doing Easter. They said, we can't find no eggs over here. And the same thing about this salvation you're trying to find, messing around with this Roman Catholic church, either in New York or the headquarters in the Vatican City. It ain't no salvation there waiting on you. And you got to come clean with your family. Give me a pull that pistol out and bang them on the side of the head and pull them up out of there. You might well crack your head a little bit and put an ice pack on it. Usually saving their life. Now, so salvation and righteousness will be in Judah. Now, let's see what Isaiah you're talking in the 56th chapter. Listen good. Those that got family members in the Catholic Christian church.
listen, listen what he's saying about this salvation. We go on to 56, and we read verse 1, and then we're going to precept a little bit and read some more. Hey, young lion, what can we read in Isaiah 56, verse 1? I think we hear these same words. I'm looking for these words called righteousness and salvation in Zion, which is Judah. Isaiah 56, verse 1, what does it say? The book of Isaiah, chapter 56, verse number 1. Verse 1 reads, Thus says the Yahweh, keep your judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. Yeah. He says, my righteousness and my salvation is to be revealed. He said, keep it. Once you find about my righteousness and my salvation, it is to be revealed. Now, let's find out how do we get on that road for his righteousness and his salvation to be revealed. And we read early, thus says Yahweh, the four-letter man, Y-H-W-A. So who talking to Isaiah is the mighty one through the, through the Holy Ghost is telling, this is how you're going to receive salvation to be revealed for the righteousness and salvation, what do verse 2 say? All right. The book of Isaiah 56, verse number 2, verse 2 reads, Blessed is the man that doeth it, and the son of man that lay hold on it, that keep the Sabbath from polluting it, and keep his hand from doing any evil. Wait a minute. You mean the Sabbath day? The Sabbath day got something to do with my salvation and my righteousness? Is that what you're trying to tell this national nice audience in verse 2? We got to keep this to be in line for his righteousness and the Sabbath day? Is that what you're saying there, young line, in verse 2? That's what we can read. And, and, and what can we read in verse 2? Break down that mm-hmm. verse 2 for the national nice audience. What is he saying about the righteousness? And salvation according to verse 2. Okay. In the book of Isaiah, chapter verse number 2, he said you were blessed if you, he said blessed if you uh, 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 keep the Sabbath day from polluting. And you, and he said uh, you keep your salvation. This is how you get your salvation. He said for my salvation is near to come. It has a lot to do with the uh, Sabbath day and keep from polluting. And, and, and what other what word is there besides salvation? His what? His righteousness. Take that up. You mean righteousness and salvation lies when you keep in the Sabbath day. So, but suppose you're not keeping the Sabbath day. That means you're in a crap shoot for your salvation. And you're going to clap you for your righteousness. Now, Mother, he's going to precept that to 625 and see what the righteousness is. But he, now, he put this for Isaiah to put it right there in 56. But it has to be pulled somewhere with the precept. And Mother, he's going to read in 625 but do the Romans. What does it say about this righteousness? What is this righteousness he's talking about? He said you got to have 
I tell you, listen, you got to examine yourself. You won't know how to keep, how to get some salvation. You hearing it right now. What does it say, Mother? 
don't care how much time they put in. I don't care how much donation, how much free will offers, and tithe they pay. If you're not keeping Sabbath, you tell your loved one, you tell auntie, you tell sister, brother, mama, and cousin, if you're not keeping Sabbath day, you will not receive no salvation. Salvation starts by keeping the Sabbath day. If you offer into a congregation where they keep in Sunday, and Lord God and Jesus, your mom will just take your pistol out and, and blackjack them side the head and pull them about. So, sister, why you beat my head like that? My mom will beat your head to get you out of here. Now, just, now if you go back, after the knot hit up on your head, then I've done all I can to help you. I took out my banger and I beat you side the head. I dragged you about that bad understanding. Sunday is going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. You can't read nowhere in the Bible before we keeping Sunday, 9 o'clock in the morning, with no Lord God and Jesus. Ain't no salvation in Sunday. I know the truth now because I can read it. I'd rather blackjack you and make you an enemy to me, but I tried to save your life. That's up to you, my brother, my sister, my auntie. That's up to you now. Good. Let's go to Sirach chapter 13, verse 13 down to verse 20 on the line. Let's get a little bit more. So it's up to you. Okay, how much did you buy me $10? If you want some salvation, if you want some righteousness, it starts by you keeping the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. You read it right this now. And matter of fact, read 56 verse 1. Let's see, let's see who's talking to Isaiah. And 56 verse 1, one more again. Who talking in 56 verse 1 there, young man? The book of Isaiah, chapter 56, verse number 1. Verse 1 reads, Thus says the Yahweh, Keep you just and do justice, for my salvation is near to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. Verse 2. Verse 2. Blessed is the man that do this, and the son of man that lay hold on it, that keep the Sabbath from polluting it, and keep his hand from doing any evil. Can't get no plan in that. Sirach, 13, 13 through 20. What does that say that young line? The book of Sirach, chapter 13, verse 13 down to verse number 20. The book of Sirach, chapter 13, verse 13, reads, Observe and take good heed, for you walk in peril of thy overthrow. When you hear these things, awake in your sleep. 14. Love the Yahweh all your life and call upon him for your salvation. 15. Every piece hey, love his life. Hold on. You hear the man say he said, when you hear this, wake about that sleep you in. Wake about that deep sleep you in. He said, when you hear the six anointed camps of bosses of the two is life, when you hear, I don't know where you might be at, but when you hear, wake up out of that deep sleep. Hey, hey, hey Mother Eve, give me a precept on that, Mother. Give me the 13th chapter, verse 11 to 14 in Romans. Let's, get, let's precept that, Mother. Now, Paul is over there in Rome. Talking to the scattered Israelites is in Rome. We're going to precept that. He said, It's up to you. 
When you hear this, wake up out of this deep sleep you're in. He ain't talking about no sleep when you're in your bed. He's talking about just walking sleep. If you think you can get to where you want to get to by doing Sunday, Christianity, Lord God and Jesus, you are in a deep sleep. You might as well just go to where they at on them Sundays and pull out that, that pistol and, and pistol whoop the back of their head and pull them out of there. It's up to them when they wake up, put an ice pack on their head. Sister, why are you beating inside the head with that pistol like that? I'm trying to save your life. What you're doing now is going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. It ain't nothing coming out of this but some graveyard and, and some fire with you. Continue doing this Roman Catholic Church stuff and this Christianity stuff. They go, I'm going to get my lick in on the side of your head and get it out of the way. Now, you want to go back and do it? Go right ahead. I've done all I can to get me a James 520 and a St. John 2521. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You, you, you bang that head real good and they won't do right? Okay, that's it. Why should put off your dust, dust off your feet and back on up? Just got to wipe your eyes when you see them come. That's it. Go ahead and read. What verse you said? Oh, yeah. You told me to go to I Rome. I forgot what I said now. Yeah, I forgot what I said that moment. What I said, that young lion? You said Rome or something. Look at Mother C. Mother C says, Sir. You said Romans 13, 11 through 14. That was Mother Z. See, this is what Mother Z say. See, Mother Z, I'm going to tell you something. If you think you can get past Mother Z, you go ahead and try it. She hear everything that's going on. She might not respond to you, but don't think she ain't heard. And she don't told her, see, a plain is plain. See, as long as you are Acts 15, 15, I'm with you. But just don't you deviate from being an Acts. 
most drop from again. He says, now time for us to do what, Mother, according to 11? What is time for us to do, Mother? The now, the time, now the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Ain't that something? Now the time. So what do that mean, Mother, that we can precept that on, uh, Mother? He says, now time to wake up out your sleep. Now, what can we precept that? Now it's high time to take to get out the when when ninety five verse seven and eight or some when mother hey, hey mother help don't see I when 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 he says now time is to wake up out this sleep he said time is now six nights a week the boss is over to his life is on the network tomorrow class is seven thirty top part is seven days. You know, I'll go, when the sun says it's ready to go, come on airways at 7.30. Remember that great big dignitary, the historian teacher, uh, Lee Cummings, going to be at Camp 1 at around 2 o'clock. He's been around 2 o'clock in the bottom part of Saturday. Tell me you, it's now time to wake up back to sleep. I mean, it's sleep. He ain't come out while you're in bed sleep. He come out walking sleep. Anytime you in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and um, the Vatican City Roman Catholic Church doctrine, you in sleep. It says time to get back to sleep. It's up to you. Now, what you what you reading, uh, Mother? What you read? Um, what you read? Um, okay, good. Seven, verse seven and eight. Yes, ma'am. Verse 7, for he is our Yahweh, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, verse 8, harden not your mind as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So, 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 mother. So when it when is the time to wake up out of your sleep according to ninety five seven and verse eight? When, mother? When according, according to the the Holy Ghost is telling David it's time to wake up out your sleep. When, mother? According to verse seven and eight. It says today. Today, excellent, excellent today. I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what you've been doing for the last 40 years in it. Make a change today. Today, now is the time. We know you got 40, 50 years in Christianity, Roman Catholic Church teaching. Family members got it. But he's telling you, don't worry about that. Make a change when, mother? Today. Today. Harden not your head. Today. Harden not your head. I don't care how many years you got into that Roman Catholic Church. I don't care how many years you've been listening to Vic Timothy Dolan out of New York, slapping hands like a politician. Today. 
when you hear his voice, which is the Bible, harden not your head. Preach up that young line. Paul is invited to the great big temple of dust as Yahweh. Now, Paul, Yahweh the Son, is in heaven. 3, 7, 13, and 15 of Hebrews. We're going to precept that. Now, if you hear a precept on that, tell me something. Do the preacher you stand up under, do your brother, do any, your cousins, your sisters, do they ever precept the Bible? You don't get all the damage you precept the Bible. You can't talk a good game. Do they ever precept the Bible? Uh, 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 when you ask them to precept, do they look like you can pull that bang out on them? Their eyes get that big because they don't know nothing you're talking about. See that? That's why you have to go ahead and do your part. Let them go and get up in that and just go, go in there and tap that back of their head and pull them by there. And when they wake up with the ice pack on their head, I try to save your life. You, you, you want me to save your life? I'm trying to get you out of this. If you want to continue in it, go on back. After your head comes down from that knot I put on it, then go on back over there again. That's up to you now. If you want to continue to pay your tithe to a, a, a Sunday pastor that thank you African American and Negro and keeping Easter and Christmas and all that, continue doing it. Continue doing it. He's going to say it. He's going to tell you plainly, hey, hey young lion, he's going to tell you plainly in um, 55, 1, 2, and 3 of Isaiah, he's going to tell you something plainly. What he says we can read, young lion, Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3. Verse 2 is the key verse. We just throw verse 3 and 1 in just to make it sound good. But listen to what he says in Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3. Number 2 is the key verse. Listen real good. Take notes on it. Come on. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 1, 2, and 3, verse 1 reads, Hope, everyone that thirsteth, come you to the water. And he that hath no money, be come you buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? In your labor for that which satisfies not, hearken diligently unto me, and eat you that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fact. Verse 3, incline your ear, and come unto me, here in your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. What is saying, verse two again? Verse two. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat you that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fact. What's that supposed to mean when you precept your Bible in twelve chapters of Rock one through ten? Precept that. Let's see what that means. Let's see what, what you just got through reading when you precept your Bible in the 12th chapter 1 through 10. Let's precept that. Let's see what you, what do you mean by what you said. Why you spend your money for that was not bread? And you labor, you're tired, and you try to do all you can, looking back at what can you do to get this mojo off of you. See, y'all sometimes, 
Miami will let you stick around. But you can be clear you heard the word. Now, once you heard the word and you don't make a gesture to it, that's when your clock will start ticking. Let's see what it says in 12 chapters 1 through 10. We're going to see now the Holy Ghost now is sent to Sarah again to, to put something in right. Now, whatever you got in right, we can read it right now. Uh, 12, 1 through 10. Where's that young line? The book of Sirach, chapter 12, verse 1 down to verse number 10. Verse 1 reads, When you will do good, know to whom you do it to. I mean, do it. So shall you be thanked for your benefit. Verse 2, Do good to the Yahweh man, and you shall find a record point. And if not, from him, yet from the Most High Yahweh. Verse 3. There can no good come to him that is always occupied in evil, nor to him that giveth no harm. Verse 4. Give to the Yahweh man, and have not a sin. Verse 5. Do well unto him that is lowly, but give not to the un-Yahweh. Hold back your bread, and give it not unto him. Least he overmaster you thereby. For else you shall receive twice as much evil for all the good you shall have done unto him. Six. For the most high hated sin, hate sin, and will repay vengeance unto the unyahwad, and keep them against the mighty day of their punishment. Verse seven. Give unto the good, and have not the sin. Verse 8. A friend cannot be known in prosperity, and an enemy cannot be hidden in adversity. Verse 9. In the prosperity of a man, enemies, in prosperity of a man, enemies will be grieved, but in his adversity, even a friend will depart. Verse 10. Never trust your enemy, for like as iron rushes, so is his wickedness. Mm-hmm. Now give me two. Now give me two verse ten. Now, now swing out two verse ten there, young line. Two ten, same books a lot. Two ten. All right. We're going over to the book of Sirach, chapter two, and we're gonna pick it up at verse number ten. The book of Sirach, chapter two, verse ten reads: Look at the generations of old, and see did ever any trust in Yahweh, and was confounded. Or did any abide in his fear and was forsaken? Or whom did he ever despise that called upon him? He said, check any, anywhere. He said, go check any record. Show me when you kept my laws, statutes, and commandments, I didn't deliver you. Show me the reason why you're in captivity, because you're doing it on the opposite. You're not keeping my laws, statutes, and commandments. You keeping Christianity, the Lord God, and Jesus and Sunday. That's why I'm beating your back with all the other 17 nations. The reason why you're getting your back beat in 17 nations on every business deal, because you do not have me first. I told you plainly, this is what's going to happen to you, that we can read in the 28th chapter, 47 down to verse 50. Plain that we can read. What did it say that we can read? 28 chapter, 
47 down to verse 50. Deuteronomy. Well, can we read that young line? Come on. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 47 down to verse number 50. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 47, read. Because you serve not the Yahweh, your Yahweh, with joyfulness and with gladness of mind, for the bondage of all things. Verse 48. Therefore shall you serve your enemies to which Yahweh shall send against you in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed you. Verse 49. The Yahweh shall bring a nation against you from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose tongue you shall not understand. Verse 50. A nation of fear of counsel, which should not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. Mm-hmm. See you see that? So you're going to bring a nation against you with tongues you understand. You ain't, no, you ain't never heard about no Lord God and Jesus until you got over here, until you got over here with this Latin to English tongue. He said, since you want to serve me, you want to serve your enemy. That's how you got Lord God and Jesus. That's English. That's 449 A.D., official language 1382. They beat your back into saying Lord God and Jesus. Now your preachers willingly said Lord God and Jesus. It was prophesied to the Semitic-speaking children of Israel, all 12 tribes, that since you want to serve me, you will serve your enemy. Whenever Lord God and Jesus and Sunday come out your mouth, you serving the enemy. You didn't know nothing about that before some of you came on the ships, but majority was already here until you got until that Esau and his fire song got a hold to you. You never heard nobody even mention a Lord God in Jesus English or Jehovah. If you don't want to serve me. I'm going to beat your back until you get right. That is right there. Paul was invited to the great big temple of the southern kingdom. He was raised from the womb. Listen to what Paul says in Hebrews 3, 7, 13, and 15. What did he say that young man? Going over to the book of Hebrews to read the chapter. The book of Hebrews, chapter 3, verse 7. 13 to 15, verse 7 reads, Wherefore, as the righteous spirit said, Today, if you will hear his voice, verse 13, but exhort one another, day, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, verse 15, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your mind as in the provocation. So, when can you make a change? I don't care how many years you got up in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and all that Buddhism. What time did he give you, young lion? Today. Today. I don't care how many years you've been a Christian born and Christian gone and Roman Catholic Catholicism today. 
don't care what agreement you are made with these old piece of preachers about what they did for you back in the day, how they how they done it. They've done all this good stuff for you. So what? What that guy do with salvation? That's worldly stuff. It's time for that preacher and yourself to put that Sunday, the Lord God and Jesus down, and that Easter and that Christmas down and that hog eating. And do right in Yahuwah. Now's the time. The day when you hear the voice, make a move. So those that got wind of this tape right here, tape three, give it to your little one. Tell them, listen. It's up to them. If they reject it, at least you did hear it. So make some copies. Give it to your little one. Say, listen to this. I got a present for you. What's the present you got for me?
if you command Yahweh. I will also relate its acts from the beginning of its 15 years. And the Yahweh, Yahweh the just judge said, I say to you, angels, I do not, ex- I do not expect of you an account of it since it began to be 15 years old. But state its sins from, it states its sins for five years before it died and before we came here. And again, Yahweh, the just judge said, for by myself I swear, and by my righteous angel, and by my virtue, that if it had repented five years before it died, on account of a conversion one year old, oblation would now be over will oblation would now be thrown over all the evils which it sinned before. And it would have indulged in remission of sin. Now indeed it should perish. The angel of the sinful soul answered and said, Yahweh, command that angel to exhibit those souls. Good. So now, come on. I don't care if you've been a Christian, a Roman Catholic church Christian for 40 plus years. Yahweh is saying what for the national audience? What kind of time and rope that he give you according to his 17? Now, remember, Paul was raised from the womb in Galatians 1.16 to tell the story that he wants the world to hear. So when you read about the vision of Paul, this is the same Paul that the Almighty put that blessing on him to tell him, tell my story about exactly how it's going to be. So now, according to 17 chapter, what is he saying for the national audience to hear real plainly, although they might have been a Christian, they might have been a Roman Catholic Christian, which is the head of the Christian, for 40 years or plus? What is he saying there, young lion? Come on. Well, what he's saying is, like he told the ministry spirit, I say to you, angel, I do not expect an account of it since it begins to be 15 years old, but state it in for five years before it died and before it came here. If you, you got your last five years to get that thing right. That's what he wants. Hey, that's not- you mean I don't care how low down I've been, I just make I just gotta make sure today when I start this thing off about doing me some Yaqua and doing what he got written, if 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 he shut me down, if I start today, you mean he'll blot out all my low down way way back there when I was a a star Christian and and a Jehovah Witness, you mean he'll blot all that out if I start today, young man, know what you saying? Well, he said he said that if it had repented five years before it died, mm-hmm. absolutely. So you you see that? So you see that national audience close to nine hundred thousand strong. He don't care about how low down you've been. You might have been a Christian. Your mama been a Christian, Roman Catholic Christian. But if you just do right, you never know when your last five years on the clock. You mm-hmm. never know. He might have you stressed out, but if you, he said, if you make sure you got it right in your last five years, then he'll pardon you. 
But you got, but but you, but listen, but, but I'm gonna tell you something now. But in the last five years, uh, hey Mother E, you gotta be a folk, a folk, a Baruch four twenty eight now. What well, it say that Mother E can read Baruch four twenty eight. Now you gotta be a, and, and you don't know, you don't know when your five years is on the clock. You know, sometimes doctors give you uh, eat at bedtime. They don't eat. But look what Yahweh is saying. If you get me right in the last five years, then I'll pardon everything you have did prior to that, all the way back if you got you 35, 40 years off, off into Satan with that Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, Lord God, Jesus. I pardon you. Uh, but but this is what you got to do now, according to Baruch. Baruch, 428. Hey, Mother, hey, Mother, what is that that we can read in 428? Book of Baruch, chapter 4, verse 28. For well, as it was your mind to go astray from Yahweh, so be in return, seek him ten times more. Wait a minute, Mother. So... Those that have been pretty low down in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, they got to do what, Mother? Seeking ten times more. Ten times more? I mean, that means you got to be the first one in, the last one leave. I mean, you got to be rolling. You got to be hopping. You got to have some, some hop in you. You got to seek him ten times more. See? Tell his hand. I mean, you got to really throw down something. You got to always be you got, uh, uh, a young lion, what it says in, in Sarat, 43, 28 down to verse 30, backed up with Mother, Mother, Thank Mother you. E in Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. Hey, wait a minute, Mother. Make sure you got, you need to throw a ton of now while the young lion is reading Sarat, 43, 28 through 30. 40. All right, going over to the book of Sirach, chapter 48. We're going to pick it up at verse 23 down to verse number 30. The book of Sirach. 43. 43, 48 to 30. 43, 28 to 30. Mother 40, Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. Back to back, hardcore, let's go. The book of Sirach, chapter 48, verse 28 down to verse number 30. Verse 28 reads, how shall we be able to magnify him? For he is great above all his works. Verse 29. The Yahweh is terrible and very great and marvelous in his power. Verse 30. When you honor the Yahweh, exalt him as much as you can. For even yet will he far exceed. And when you exalt him, put forth your strength and be weary. For you can never go far enough. That means you can never go far enough. That means you get at it and get busy. Suppose you've been, suppose you can look on your calendar and see yourself being uh, a Christian, a Roman Catholic Christian over 30, 40 years. That means you got, you got, you, you got to, you got to put on some, some track shoes now. You got to seek, and you can never go far enough. Don't think you, don't never sit way out. No, you ain't never down enough. 
Just like when I come on the network. I don't look at what I've done yesterday. I put that behind me. I'm looking for what I can do today. Today. Because I know the power of Yahweh. He can have you stressed out dead. He can have a machine saying that you've been dead for so many seconds. You've been dead for so many minutes and so many days. And he can also say, get up. Get up out of there. Come up wherever you're at. We can read that all day long. We can read Yahweh the son going to a funeral. Young man was laying there. Woman only son laying there stressed out like a court. Yahweh seen him all moaning, groaning. He said, hey, stop that going to that barracks. Get up out of that and come on over here and talk to me. He raised it up. He got up out of there. That's the power I might have won. You don't want none of that. <laughs> you know, I want that. I don't care what is in front. They can offer you millions of dollars. Get your Saturday out the way. Get that Saturday out the way. Friday night, Saturday night, out the way. Take care of Yaquah's business. Lead by example. Get his business out the way. Then six days you take care of your other business. Don't don't thumb around with Yaquah's day. Keep your mind on him in 26 verse 3 of Isaiah, and you keep you in perfect peace. He'll test you with whatever you love the most. You might love money. Test you with money. See what you mm-hmm. Get some of that money on the Sabbath day. No, I'll tell you what. I don't care how much money you got on the Sabbath day. I just come to get it. You, I got six days to get money. Well, I'm going to hold back your money. Well, you hold back the money then. Because I'm going to get my yacht out the way because he got the power. This man got all the power. You see, Joe, see what Mother D.F. Israel read? Lazarus, come forward. He would have his grave clothes on. He had his face all wrapped up. and You know? As a matter of fact, give me that, give, give me, give me that, um, Give me Neil, give me uh, Nicodemus 15, verse 1, and, and watch Nicodemus after Yahweh cleaned them up, talk about the same story. Hey, hey, that waiting on me, young lion. Hey, hey, mother. Hey, hey, mother, I don't know what we're on, but put all that down and give me Ephesians 5, verse 14, down to verse 20. Ephesians <laughs> Hold all that up, mother. Whatever we got on the table.
Verse number one reads, Quarrel between Satan and the prince of hell concerning the expected arrival of Yahweh the son in hell. While all the saints were, behold, Satan, the prince and captain of death, said to the prince of hell, Prepare to receive Yahweh the son of Nazareth himself who boasted that he was the son of Yahweh the Father, and yet was a man afraid of death, and said, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Verse 3. Besides, he did many angels to me and to many others. For those whom I made blind and lame, and those also whom I tormented with severe devils, he cured by his word. Yes, and those whom I brought dead to you, he by force takes away from you. Verse 4. To the prince of hell replied to Satan, Who is that so powerful prince, and yet a man who is afraid of death? Verse 5. For all the, pot- the potent of the earth are subject to my power whom you bought to subjection by your power. Verse 6. But if be so, but if be, be so powerful in his human nature, I affirm to you for truth that he is almighty in his divine nature, and no man can resist his power. Verse 7. When therefore he said, be was afraid of death, he designed to ensnare you. And unhappy it will be to you for everlasting ages. Verse 8. Then Satan replied, said to the prince of hell, Why did you express a doubt and was afraid to receive that Yahweh the son of Nazareth, both your adversary and mine? Verse 9. As for me, I tempted him and stirred up my old people, Yadajudah, the zeal, and anger against him. Verse 10. I sharpened the spear for his... I sharpened the spear for his suffering. I mixed the gall and vinegar and commanded that he should drink it. I prepared the, the tree to crucify him and the nails to pierce through Eber's hands and feet. And now... His death is near at hand. I will bring him here, subject both to you and me. Verse 11. Then the prince of hell asked him, said, You said to me just now that he took away the dead from me by force. Verse 12. They, they who have been kept here, till they should live again upon earth were taken away here, not by their own power, but by prayers made to Yahweh, and there Yahweh took them from me. Verse 13. Who then is that Yahweh, the son of Nazareth, that by his word has taken away the dead from me without prayer to Yahweh? Verse 14. Perhaps it is the same who took away from me Lazarus after he had been four days dead and did both sink and was rotten. 
and of whom I had possession as a dead person. Yet he brought him to life again by his power. 15. They asked replied to the prince of hell, It is the very same person, Yahweh the Son, verse 15, which when the prince of hell heard, he said to him, Adjure you by the power which belongs to you and me, that you bring him not to me. Verse 17, For when I heard of the power of his word, I trembled for fear, and all my impious company were at the same time disturbed. 18, and we, and we were not able to detain Lazarus, but he gave himself a shape, and with all the signs of malice, he immediately went away from us. In the very earth in which the dead body of Lazarus was lost, presently cursed him out alive. Verse 19. And I know now that he is Almighty Yahweh, who could perform such things, who is mighty in his domain and mighty in his human nature, who is the Savior of mankind. Verse 20. Bring not therefore. Oh, that's, good that's good enough. That's good enough. That's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah, lies. Read verse uh, 18 and 14. Read verse 18 and 14. You know, see it? So you see, you know, it, either you got to blackjack your, your auntie, your brother, your sisters, your cousin, your family members, that's up to you. Don't you rather blackjack them, put a knot on their head, and save them from what they get ready to get into? You got five years. You don't know when your five years on the table. Your five years can be now. He said, if they will only repent five years before I killed them, I'd let them slide. So you got to tell them this. But it's nothing wrong with them having a little knot on the back of their head. It's nothing wrong with it. You, you, you love to shot them that, that pissed up anyway, right? Can you uh, tap one of them folks on the head with it and put them to sleep and put that ice pack on their head? You know, try that. You wish, wish you'd done your part. Read verse 18 and 14, and young lion come out. All right. Verse 18, read. And 14, verse 18. And we were not able to detain Lazarus, but he gave himself a shape, and with all signs of malice, he immediately went away from us. And the very earth in which the dead body of Lazarus was lost, presently turned him out alive. Verse 14. Perhaps it is the same who took away from Lazarus after he had been four days dead and did both think and was rotten, and of whom I had possession as a dead person. Yet he brought him to life again by his power. How is that something? You hear that? He brought him up. Nothing can hold. And give me, uh, just have it inside, but give me, give me Revelation chapter uh, 14, verse number 8. Had that waiting on me, young line, after we kind of clear everything out. So you, so you see, if you got the black jack, black jack your kinfolks, 
you might as well get your blackjack in and, and pistol whip them in the back of your head. At least you're going to put, at least you're going to put, you're going to try it. Because Christianity is going to get them thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. Mess around with the poke out there in the Vatican City, going to get you in the bottom of the lake of fire. All I got this power as if you're doing some Yaqua, YHWH, Friday night, Saturday night. All right, let's get me bring Mother Z in. Let Mother Z get in there. See, Mother Z, listen, let's see, I got, I got to talk now. You, you have done, you have done a whole lot of talk, talking now. Let me get in there and say something to this national audience, close to nine hundred thousand strong, according to the WCC. Hey, Mother, hey, Mother Z, Yaqua bitch, that see right. Yahweh bless and keep you, Shia Israel, a royal seat. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, that mother Z. Well, you, I know you heard a lot, and you and you, you, you all right with me, no doubt about it. Because you remember, you remember what the sister said, we're going to chop it up. You, you say, chop what up? I don't think we're going to chop up with some good old words. So if that's what you're talking about, all right, let's chop up some words. So, mother, let's chop some word up for this national audience. Close to 900 strong, 900,000 strong, you and the clock come out. Um, I really uh, see Israel, I'm going to read in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to start reading at, at verse 20. For, for, for what honor is it? Yeah, when when he be duty buffer for your buffer for you if he yay shall take in it patiently, but if when he be well and suffer for it, for it, yea, take it patient, this is according what Yah, when Yah, acceptable, with Yah, with Yahqua, verse 21. For even hereunto were he called, because Yahweh the Son also suffered, suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. <coughs> Verse 22, who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. Verse 23, who, when he was revealed, revealed not against, again, when he suffered, what he suffered, he He, I don't know the word. Not he third, but not he third not he third not, but committed himself to him that judge righteousness. Verse twenty four. Who, who, 
when he who his own self bad our sins in in his own body on the tree that we be dead being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed verse twenty five for we was as sheep gone astray but but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of our self self. And I'm going to Isaiah 23 and 7. Isaiah 
You can't go to the Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican City, Christianity. We know what we worship. That was Yahweh saying. He said, now, if you want to get salvation, 422, salvation is of Judah. Judah wanted to show you the way for salvation. Let's get uh, Titus 2, 10, 11, and close there on that, mother. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. See, we know what we worship. We telling you right now, if you want to know how to get salvation, you must come see Judah. And you know ain't nobody in the Christian church, nobody in the Roman Catholic church going to mention nothing about Judah. But that's why I say you're better, you're better off taking that pistol out and going into where they at and hit them side to the back of the head, put them out in the head, and drag them out. And put an ice pack on their head and let them know. You ain't getting no salvation, hallelujah, God and Jesus, keeping Christianity. Now, when they wake up from having the head all, uh, uh, put that knot on the head, when you put that, that bang upside the back of the head, I'm trying to save your life. It's up to you. That's why I bust you side the head and back of the head and drag you out of there, out of that Christianity. Because you got five years to get it straight. Now, I don't care how many years you got in, 40 years, 50 years in. He said, if you only do right with the last five years, I'm going to shut you down. I'll let you get into the kingdom. You got it? Good. Come on, mother, give me a closing statement in Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, and come on. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and verse 12. For the grace of Yahweh that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Look what he said. He said, salvation appears to all men, and salvation is a teacher. How do you get salvation? It's a teacher that you only get from Judah. It'll teach you to, to live Yahweh, keeping the Sabbath day, feast day, wearing your fringes, saying Yahweh. No hog eating and no Christmas in Easter and put ashes on your face. That's what salvation is a teacher. His grace is a teacher to show you how to get, you getting grace now. We're giving you grace now, showing you how you get salvation. Teaching you to come out of them Christian churches. Come out of that Roman Catholic church teaching. Leave the Vatican City alone. Black Jack a couple heads to get your point across and, and put them on the couch and put an ice pack up under the head. And when they wake up, say, I'm trying to save your life. It's up to you. You got five years to correct yourself. Hey, Mother, Mother E, close the thing and take your time. Come on. Thank you, praise Yahweh, for the class. Thank you, praising Yahweh, for being in the class. And just thank you, praising Yahweh, for being able to be in the class. And I want to just read one verse, uh, Titus. Chapter 3, verse 14. And let us also learn to maintain good works for necessary use, that they be not unfruitful. 
Thanking Yahweh for another blessed day to be able to read his word. Thanking Yahweh for opportunity and life to meet the seed Israel of seed Lord. Thanking Yahweh for my wife and children to be able to teach them the word of Yahweh. Thanking Yahweh for the elders and the mothers, the teachers, the brothers and sisters in the six and the camps. Thanking Yahweh for bringing the 12 tribes of Israel back together on the one court in the name of Yahweh the Son and Yahweh the Father. I want to read the book of Sirach, and I'm going to pick it up at verse number, chapter 3, verse number 17. 17 reads, My son, go on with your business in me, so shall you be loved as him that is approved. 18. The greater you are, the more humble yourself, and you shall be favored before Yahweh. Verse 19. Many are in high place and of renown, but mysteries are revealed unto the meek. Verse 20. For the power of Yahweh is great, and he is honored of the Lord. Verse 21. Seek not out the things that are too hard for you, neither search the things that are above your strength. 22. But what is commanding you, thank thereupon their with reverence, for it is not Needful for you to see with your eyes the things that I see. 23. Be not curious in unnecessary matters, for more things are showed unto you than man understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 